0: Welcome to the Shine Bright Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Costell. Hi, guys. Welcome to this week's episode of the Shine Bright Podcast. It's the podcast one month anniversary, guys. <laughs> I just want to say a huge shout out to all of you that tuned in to all the episodes from April. Honestly, um, I can't believe the response that I've been getting from this podcast. So many of you guys have been DMing me or messaging me about after each episode about how much you guys are loving the content. And I so, so, so appreciate the support. And I love hearing from you guys. So please don't hesitate to DM me at Shine Bright Podcast or at my personal Instagram at Brianna Christelle. Or you can email me at um, shinebrightpodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to rate this podcast on whatever platform you're listening so that more people can find this podcast as well. But thank you, thank you, thank you so much for all the support. You guys are the best. I love the questions. I love the feedback. I love, um, you know, when you guys text me, I got so many responses from last week's episode with KP about online dating and so many people that told me the things that uh, they absolutely swipe left on. I'm not the only one that swipes left on a designer belt. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for the support. And yeah, I can can't wait to continue sharing content with you guys. How is your heart, sis? Heart check one, (laughs) two, one, two. Um, so honestly, aside from this disturbing dream that I had last night that I went to the mall and there was this woman chasing me around Macy's that apparently had the coronavirus and was purposely trying to cough on people to spread the illness. Other than that dream, and other than that, um, my heart is actually doing really well going into May. Um, I saw this tweet, and I think it really just sums up where I'm at. And it says, coronavirus helped me this year. I don't care. I was overwhelmed, and life was getting out of hand for me. It's kind of like God just stopped the world for me to catch my breath and get myself back together. I am grateful, honestly. And I think that's where I am. I feel like starting this year, I had just moved back from New Jersey after a really tough two year season in Indianapolis, Indiana. I left a company that I was at for five years with someone who I knew and loved and cared about. I was starting a new job, um, trying to figure out this new position with a new company. I was trying to get reacclimated to a familiar place. So I had lived in Jersey before, but like I was coming back feeling like a different person. So getting reacclimated to a familiar place but as a new person if that makes sense but i really felt like i was just like running on fumes i feel like i moved back and i hit the ground hit the ground running r- really within like like the week that i moved back i think i moved back like that first sunday in january and then i technically started my new job like that wednesday and then i was in home study for 2 weeks and then actual studying and then my friend got married and so i feel like i was just running 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 and i was Honestly, just running on fumes. So, I'm pretty grateful that I've been able to catch my breath during this time. And now I know that everyone might not be here, um, and I'm fully aware of the havoc that this virus has wreaked on a lot of people and their lives. Um, and that, like, isn't lost on me at all. And my hearts and prayers are with those of you that this time has really been shattering for. Um, but for those of us that needed a second to breathe, I think this has given many of us a chance to do that but now it's your turn take a second to check in with yourself and ask yourself how is my heart you ready yes are you sure yes (laughs) you don't sound ready yes (laughs) all right guys i'll ever be (laughs) Alright guys, well, welcome to this episode. I'm super excited to have one of my favorite people here with us today, my Uncle Franz. Uh, If you know me in real life or if you follow me on social media, uh, I talk about my uncle a lot. Um, I feel like him and my aunt have really given me the blueprint um, in life and a lot of the pitfalls and mistakes not to make. And one of the main areas where I feel like I've really been blessed to have him is when it comes to finances. I feel like he gave me a lot of the do nots right when i was getting out of college and just starting to make money so he helped me to avoid a lot of the mistakes um and a lot of you guys ask me finance questions about budgeting and paying down student lead and student debt and saving up for retirement and honestly like i get all my answers from my uncle <laughs> so i just wanted to share him with you guys because i think he's really a wealth of knowledge and yeah so we're going to get right into it today we're going to talk about reckless spending why we do it um and he's going to give us some great tips for budgeting. So welcome to the podcast, Franz. Say hello to all of my listeners.
1: Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: know. Guys, he's so, ner- funny. <laughs> he <is> so nervous. He so nervous.
1: In my mind, I was sitting there thinking, I'm going to start calling your uh, podcast listeners the Bree Hive. <laughs> <laughs>
0: from, from college. Oh, my gosh. I'll tell you guys that story another time. Um But no, my uncle is awesome sauce and he gets really uncomfortable when I give him these kind of compliments. But all right, France. So we are going to jump right into it. But first, do you want to just introduce yourself? Because aside from being my uncle, you actually like are a real life human being with like a job and stuff. So tell them a little bit about yourself um, and maybe a fun fact.
1: A fun fact. Oh, man, that's a lot of pressure. (laughs) But ultimately, um, I am a student of life. I guess that's the... Easiest and quickest thing to say. Um, I really like to learn. I really like to listen.
0: Nerd. No, and
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> um, I'm a lawyer by trade. I've done a lot of housing stuff, financial stuff, um, children stuff, family stuff, and uh, I found I, I find that the more that I listen to people the more I ultimately gain um, in terms of this journey called life. And that's one of the reasons why I'm here.
0: And he is literally one of the most curious people that I know. Um, He's the person that you want on a Family Feud team with you. Um, He can totally (laughs) be on Jeopardy! And a fun fact, since I know I just threw that one at him and he's not prepared, um, is that we went to the same um, college and I actually went to Lincoln University because my aunt and my uncle went there. So like I said, I feel like you have really helped me to just assess my financial habits. And um, I will say I've been guilty of reckless spending from time to time, as we all have been. So I want to kind of ask you, oh, Guru, I I feel like he's like Yoda, you guys. (laughs) Um, But what would you say is one of the worst, I guess, like reckless purchases you've made?
1: So I think one of the reasons why we get along is because you're a really good Um, mentee.
0: Thank you. I paid him to say that, guys.
1: And and the reason, (laughs) but one of the things that I try to do for you is to let you know where all of my mistakes happen. Mm -hmm. And I have done so many (laughs) that it's so helpful that you're able to just look at my mistakes and say, okay, I can sidestep that hole. Mm -hmm. So I've done all of it. I've done the Buying the 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 super expensive clothes. I've done. Tell the, them the suit story, please. Okay, Lord. so <laughs> tell them the suit story. So when I first got out of law school, I thought, okay, I need to show off the fact that I'm a lawyer. Got I've money. Got, I've got dollars for days, <laughs> and I go to Nordstrom of all places to go buy a suit, and yada yada yada. I come out of there with a $1,200 suit.
0: How nice. much do you make it? And I'm,
1: and I'm making 1200 every two weeks at that time.
0: So a so whole check gone. A whole
1: check, no rent paid, no <laughs> car note paid, no student loan. I got a really nice suit. I don't even have a shirt and a tie with it. All I get <laughs> is a suit. So ultimately, the suit, because it was such, quote, unquote, high quality, it ended up lasting me for like, six months. And so, I, I mean, it's a lesson learned, but I've done, I've got hundreds of these examples throughout my, um, my twenties.
0: I think I love that. I love that story because for me, it just makes you so much more relatable because I think a lot of times these finance people can give you all these and all this advice. And you're like, have you ever been broke before? Have you ever spent $1,200 on a suit when you shouldn't have? And so I think it just adds to, um, just your relatability of knowing that you've, recklessly spent like a lot of us have issues with. So Yeah,
1: I mean (laughs) bottle service before (laughs) bottle service was a thing. I had
0: that. You was up in the club, I'm telling Jesus. (laughs)
1: Seven dollar water bottles.
0: Oh my goodness. Uh I remember I was at a concert one time and they said that one bottle of water was eight dollars and I knew I was an adult when my response was I can buy a thirty two (laughs) pack. Two packs of thirty two exactly for for $8 But I'll tell my um, story So I When I was back in high school grin. I didn't have any expenses um, But I was working at the Boys and Girls Club And we got $1,500 for the entire summer And I remember I went to the mall And this is when Rugby was in style um, Which is a super preppy brand That I think was like a sub-brand Of like Lord um, Ralph Lauren And so I bought a shirt How much do you think this shirt costs?
1: Uh, hundred dollars.
0: I paid like four ninety, like almost five hundred dollars. Whoa, <laughs> almost a five...
1: third of your check. Your 50 hundred dollar I spent check. the
0: entire summer earning, just like that. And ask me where that shirt is today. It better be in a museum. <laughs> I have no idea. I literally like have no idea where that shirt is. I don't even know the last time I saw it. And so I think. We all have this story, right? We all have a story. I'm sure you are listening, thinking of a time where like, yeah, I spent way too much money on X, Y, and Z. So we've all done it. And I think, Frances, as you think about like reckless spending, what do you think are the, the just buckets? Like, why do we, why do we do that? Well,
1: I think a a subcategory of reckless spending is the idea of just not having good Money habits. Mm. Um, the other one is the idea of that you need to keep up with the Joneses. I don't know if you know that term. <laughs> yes, but just... I'm not that young. <laughs> and then the other one I would say is if you think that you're chasing a bargain or you actually need this thing that you're <laughs> buying. So those are the three categories that come to mind when you think of reckless spending. Mm. Is you have just poor money habits, you're trying to impress, and you think it's a bargain?
0: Okay, that so. First of all, I feel offended. <laughs> I feel personally attacked. <laughs> Second of all, I want to double click into all of these because I think these are such great buckets, and it's I think there's just such such good stuff in here to unpack. So let's talk about poor money habits. I think that one is so important because I think a lot of us just didn't have good examples, right? Or nobody really taught us about money, like. I just, I feel like it's not something we learn about in school. You know, we're not talking about with our friends. We're just kind of winging it and trying to figure it out. So we go from being broke college students and then all of a sudden we're making money and it's like diamonds for breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) So with the poor money habits, like, what do you think? Like, just let's break that down a little bit. Like, what are some of the common poor money habits or just like, what are your other thoughts on that?
1: With poor money habits, you get money. And you think it's your birthday. (laughs)
0: Yes. Okay. Christmas.
1: You get money and you think grandma just blessed you with a $50 bill in that card. (laughs) That's poor money habits because you look at money as a windfall. Mm. It is not a... There is no strategy to this money. It's all like, ooh, I get to spend it. I get to go... And floss, I get to whatever it is, there is no plan. It's money without a plan. Mm. Anything mm. that happens with your money and there is no plan, most likely than not is gonna be a poor choice.
0: Reckless, yeah. So spending recklessly for sure and not having a plan for your money. So we're gonna talk about budgeting. Um but also like I know you I remember you telling me when I first started you know, making money, adulting to take a journal and of all my expenses and seeing how much I was spending. And I think that was really shocking for me to see how much I was spending, certainly on food. Um, but I think this whole idea of spending more than you make, I think a lot of people don't realize that they spend more than they make. Um, and so I guess what are your, like, (laughs) what are your thoughts on that? Like where, how can we be better at that? Or
1: well, I I think one of the things I remember when I was in college, when I got my first credit card and they told me I had a $500 limit. And in my mind, I was like, ooh, I just came up on $500. <laughs> That's how I looked at it. I looked at the credit card and I kept thinking, oh, man, this is my money. So mm-hmm. then all of a sudden when I get to the max and the – Minimum amount is $23 and whatever. Nowadays, we are fortunate enough that the credit card companies, by way of Congress, has forced, they're forced to identify how long will it take you mm. to pay off your credit Always card. Always pay more
0: than the minimum. <laughs> like, period. <laughs> like, let's just, let's get that real clear, guys. Yeah, but the the there
1: is, a, a, on the back of your credit card statement, there's a little section that tells you how
0: much, how
1: long will it take you to pay off that credit card if you just pay the minimum. Mm. And it's usually like decades. Wow. Not years. Decades. Like 23 years. And like really? For $500 I'm paying $23 a month and I'm going to pay this off in 10 years? 15
0: years? I didn't even know that that was on the back of the credit card. One thing that I remember you told me. So when I was applying for my first credit card um, and I remember it was like it was like asking me something something about a loan it was like you know do you do you want to take this loan out whatever I'm like France why are they asking me about a loan and you're like a credit card is basically a loan and I remember having that moment where I was like oh okay so the same way you think about your student loans is the same way that you should be thinking about your credit card it's not free money like I remember you saying that and that and for me that mindset like Of, okay, so when I use my credit card at Burger King, I'm taking out a loan for that $5 Whopper? Like, that just really resonated with me. And I think a lot of times we think of credit as free money.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And we're like, oh, I got $500 and I'm going to blow it. And that is just not the case. And I've been there. It sounds like you've been there as well. I've been
1: there in spades. (laughs) In spades. Whatever you want to think... Let's put it this way. Whatever is out there, whatever poor financial decisions you think you're making, no, trust your boy. I've done it. <laughs> I've done it.
0: And he's doing pretty well, you guys. So now. So if you're in a place where you're like, oh, I'm just not where I want to be financially. Like, I I wanted my uncle to talk about this topic because he is so relatable because he did make all these mistakes. And now he's completely on the other side of this doing very well. Um, and I think he's just a really relatable source. Um, so aside from people spending more than they make, another thing that you've always told me is like to be careful about this idea of feeling, feeling like you need to make more. So chasing like, oh, if I only made five thousand more dollars, I'd be set. So. So I I think that
1: part of I, that's a subset and that's a problem of the poor money habits mm. issue. So um, I've. I was blessed with a mom who was a great earner, a great saver, and a great budgeter. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, She was a a God-fearing Christian woman who identified that once I got paid, the first fruit of those dollars Mm -hmm. went to God. So she had a plan in place. She knew, hey, I just came up on $100 for... My birthday, well, 10 bucks is going to the church. Um, And she had a plan for each and every one of those dollars Mm. that was already set in place. So the idea is that if you have a plan in place, it's easier for you to feel the freedom of having dollars. Um, Because right now, when you get money and you think it's all a windfall, you spent the money And then you have to deal with the consequences. Yeah. You don't want that. You don't want there to be any consequences when there's money transactions.
0: Yeah. So that planning piece, I feel like we're, I feel like you're itching to talk about this budgeting part. (laughs) We're going to get there. But you've always told me, uh, just going back to that poor spending habits, and you said, you know, because, you know, when you chase that idea of like, oh, if I just made $10,000 more, I'd be set. And it's like, no, you'll make that $10,000 more and you'll still be blowing it because you don't have the right habits. So how do we stop chasing this idea of if I just made X amount more, I'd be doing better when the reality is, no, you need to manage the 30000 or whatever that you have to make it?
1: Well, it's a concept i I think the bible has this concept of husbanding Mm. and husbanding in terms of like a husband is a verb in the bible in terms of how you manage your resources Mm -hmm. and the idea is that if you are mismanaging five hundred dollars you probably are going to mismanage five hundred thousand dollars Okay, it's not just going to be... Me- Why do you think so many people in the NBA go broke three years out?
0: That's very true.
1: Three years after they MCM retire, or- well, they're, over, an there, an they're MBA, over there <laughs> trying to work at somebody's car dealership selling cars because they're broke. Um, and it's it's unfortunate. The same thing with um, lottery, lottery winners. Oh, them too. Uh, the idea that all of a sudden you win this grand lottery and you're making you made five million dollars and somehow or another 18 months later you're you're broke
0: broke. so we want to debunk them it sounds like you want to debunk the myth of if i just had more i could i would i wouldn't be in these financial troubles Correct. how you're spending the money that you're currently making is the same way that you would spend a million dollars a billion dollars etc if you can't manage what you have now then you having a little bit more is not going to change your habits correct so the Go ahead.
1: And, and then I, I'll, I'll, I'll give you this example. This is a quick quib with regards to um, my mom. Um, and she was definitely my Shiro when it comes to money. Um, what it boils down to is this: my mom, during the course of her life, um, made no more than thirty thousand dollars at any given time. Nonetheless, she was able to get herself a house. She was able to get herself a car. She was able Sorry, to go guys, on trips. my dog has ADHD. <laughs> she was able to get herself. She was able to go on trips. She was able to pay for me to go to private school, pay for college. Um, all of these things where she was able to even loan people in the family money who made twice, three times
0: her income. So Auntie Roz knew what to do with her dollars and and she had a plan, like you said. And because
1: of that, she taught me, and it took a while for me to finally come around to this learning that happened when I was a teenager, she taught me the value of designating your dollars Um, because initially when I made the dollars that I made as a lawyer, I was like, oh man, suits. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm on the come up. So therefore I need to spend, I need to do all of these things. And in reality, I quickly came to the realization that it wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I was always chasing that promotion. I was chasing that next raise, that advance, whatever the money was. I kept chasing it. And when the money kept increasing, I kept feeling dissatisfied. And then one day I had that come to Jesus moment when I realized that, hey, I'm making multiples of what my mom made. And somehow or another, I'm asking her for a loan. Mm. How is that?
0: You, when we were talking about this um, earlier, you were talking about that feeling of feeling deflated. And Mm -hmm. I love that you use that word Um, when you... Get that paycheck, but the money's already spent. So like just touch on that because I love the way that you like kind of explain that and and double clicks into that.
1: Well, it's the idea of if you live on credit cards, if you live on I've already spent it. Mm -hmm. When the actual joy of being paid every two weeks or every week or whenever comes along It's like that feeling of, you know, when you lose a game at a a video game. No, I don't lose. That's, (laughs) well, I'm sorry if you feel like that. (laughs) But when it's like that that idea that you just, you don't get the victory of having earned this dollar. The joy of payday. Because the joy of payday is gone for you. It's fleeting because, hey, you know who's getting the joy? Citibank is getting the joy. Mm-hmm. Chase is getting the joy. All of those credit cards that you think, oh. I, I, you I spent Burger King. <laughs> I, in fact, I, I remember I, I used to think when I used to look at people's wallets when I was a kid. And they would open up their wallets. And there would be like five or six credit cards. And they'd have American Express and Visa and MasterCard and Discover. And I'd be like, ooh. You got money. money, but in reality, I didn't realize until I was much older. Like, ooh, ooh you yes.
0: broke. <laughs> you don't have money, you broke
1: because you're living on other people's or other companies. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're pimping you,
0: taking out loans for whoppers.
1: Yeah, and you didn't. You don't even realize. So, That's in so fact, important. all of those credit cards are a, are a sign of. Poor money habits. Mm. The fact that you have ten credit <laughs> cards, that's a sign of your poor money habits.
0: Y'all could pause us right here if you feeling convicted or if you feeling attacked. But that is so that is so true. Painfully true. <laughs> um I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Um so number two in your second bucket, you talked about keeping up with the Joneses.
1: Again. Poor money habits. Poor money habits. But keeping up with the Joneses is a little bit something different is yeah. happening here. What do you
0: What do you um, think is the root of that? So I think
1: when I think of keeping up with the Joneses, I think of my own insecurities, mm. my feeling of I'm not good enough, and that feeling comes way way back to I remember when I was a kid, and oh,
0: baby,
1: from <laughs> when I was a kid, my mom. Is an immigrant was was an immigrant parent, so therefore her idea was okay. I need to find the clothes. You didn't say where
0: you're from, by the way. So
1: my mom was Haitian. She uh, she passed a little while a little while back, but
0: Sorry, to anyway. You off,
1: but... but you know she came to this country and she had like you know I'm not even gonna say a dollar in a dream. It was like a quarter in a dream. <laughs> And notwithstanding, she managed to make her way up. And so when she sent me to school, she decided oh, the best thing for me to do is to find the most durable clothing for him. So she bought six pairs of corduroys. (laughs) And that's what I went with at the beginning of the school year. So imagine little France. (laughs) Imagine little France in second and third grade walking down the hall and all you hear is that's me all day second third fourth grade and so you know how popular I was so popular so and then of course my mother also thought mind you I'm growing up in Newark in the hood I'm growing up
0: Newark New Jersey and my
1: mom wants me To have on a shirt and tie to go to school because, (laughs) hey, with my corduroys, a shirt and tie every day because, hey, that's what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. You're going there to learn, right? Exactly. Take it serious. If you see my third grade picture, I am the only one in a tie because I knew my mom was going to see the picture, so I couldn't, I didn't have the benefit (laughs) of being able to take off the tie that day. But the, the point is this my mom's idea of Fashion was dictated by what was the only Material in her mind that was going to last the longest amount of time
0: Corduroy so, will definitely <laughs> last
1: so and I managed to still burn through a couple of corduroys <laughs> But notwithstanding that the idea was that, so if I go through if I went through Second third all the way through high school by the time I get to high school. I am definitely not popular but I'm winning the science. Like I'm winning all of the science projects, and I'm because I had no friends. I had the, my books with my friends. <laughs>
0: so when did you? So you weren't keeping up with the Joneses? Oh, I
1: was. I was not. But I always felt the need that there was a lack of worth.
0: So when you got money in you, my head,
1: you in was my like head, bump
0: these corduroys. I'm getting. <laughs> so in my head,
1: I had a lack of worth. twelve
0: hundred dollars suits. It makes sense. No, no, but so I get
1: to I get to high school. My uncle managed to. I was fortunate enough. My uncle managed to get a job at Polo, and because of that, I get employee discounted
0: Polo employee discounted
1: clothes. And now all of a sudden, I'm the Polo kid. And because of that, I feel like oh, my status goes way up. Mm. All of a sudden, I start thinking that the clothes made me. And it wasn't about who I was inside. It was more about what I was wearing, mm. um, what what shoes I had, what clothes I had, what car I was riding in. Those were the things.
0: So you got caught up with keeping up with the Joneses because of an insecurity that you had. Yeah. And I think that's that's so important to call it an insecurity um, because it's true. Like There's something that we feel like we're lacking and we want to stunt. And I remember you told me you know, when I graduated college, I first started making some money. I really wanted a Louis Vuitton bag. Um, And I remember you asking me why, like, why do you want this bag? And I was like, oh, because I always wanted it. And you were like, you want this bag because you want to prove to other people that you can afford it. And I remember being extremely offended by how, that statement was (laughs) and how true that was um I wasn't really offended but yeah like and I think that's true like we get caught up with keeping up with the Joneses especially in this time of social media where we see everybody flossing with the bag going on vacation little do we know they have they put it on credit and they pay in 30 percent interest on that um but it's so true it's such I think it is deeply rooted in an insecurity um and I think we do need to take a personal stock of that like why do I want this thing is it because I think this is a good bag because I heard that this is a bag that'll last me all of my life or is it because I want to stunt and somebody to see like, oh, she got a Louis Vuitton bag, she got money. Yeah,
1: and I think another thing is that especially in social media, you have these Insta friends and you have people who are constantly displaying whatever it is that you, whatever life goals you think you need to be at.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a fact.
1: And because of it, you all of a sudden always feel like you're playing catch up.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: that's the whole idea of keeping up with the Joneses is that idea of trying. I'm not. I'm gonna change that to the millennial world. It's keeping up with Insta.
0: Mm, so that's a fact.
1: <laughs> and you need not to do that because most of the time, the people who are trying to show you these things either they borrowed it. Or Or they're still paying it off. Are they still
0: paying it (laughs) off. 30% interest. That is so true. So, okay. um, We talked about the poor money habits, the keeping up with the Joneses, and that really being rooted in insecurity. But you also talked about the perceived bargain versus, like, what you actually need. And I used to hate what you used to always tell me about the sale. So I'm going to let you tell it um, about... Um, Just like the thought, like, I think, I think, you know, you see something that's like, oh, 50% off or one day sale. And you just get so, I mean, I know I've been guilty of like, oh, I have to buy it today because I'll I'll never be, I'll never be able to get it. And so I love what you say about um, a sale. So I'll, I'll let you. (laughs) Well, I, I think
1: this is a direct offshoot of keeping up with the Joneses a little bit because If you know who you are and what you need, why does a sale move you?
0: Because I'll never be able to get it this cheap (laughs) again, Franz. That's why. (laughs) So, but that's the thing is that that is
1: marketing that is happening to you. They know that you're going to be moved by,
0: what? 70% off? Exactly. I need it today. 70%
1: off this umbrella in the summer? (laughs) Oh my god, I need this umbrella. <laughs> yeah, I do. It's got ducks on it. <laughs> Come on. Or 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 ten percent off if you if you oh, sign, sign up, up, sign up for this store credit card. Yeah, which or is always cards. a bad
0: idea. That is true. You yeah. never want to sign up for the store oh, yeah, credit card. Cause here's the
1: thing, with the store credit card, they they're giving you ten percent off on the front end, but they're
0: charging you thirty yeah. percent interest on all that you just bought. And they also know that the likelihood of you spending more at that store is going to be higher because you just put it on the store credit card when i worked at loft that was it was a hundred percent if we get them to open a credit card they will spend money here more but you also just going back to the sale thing you always tell me like it's not a sale so for example if i'm like oh this tv that's normally a thousand dollars on sale for two hundred dollars you're like no it's not on sale it just <laughs> costs two hundred dollars and yeah. like i remember just like being like what no it's on sale and you're like no, you're spending two hundred dollars, period. That's how much it costs. So yes, it could have cost a thousand, but you're spending two hundred dollars. Ab- and if you absolutely. did not plan or budget to spend that two hundred dollars, it does not matter that it's on sale. So you always telling me not to be moved by a sale. And I love that auntie I feel like auntie is unimpressed with any sale (laughs) and how sure-footed she is and like uh, she can walk away from a shirt that she loves and she's like "Mm, I'll find another one whereas I am like I will never find another polka dot shirt like this in my life and I have to have those like talking myself off the ledge conversations in the fitting room when I'm like Brianna. Do we need it? Did you come in here for (laughs) a polka dot shirt? (laughs) I didn't, but I found it and I loved it and I'll never find another one. Is where I find myself getting caught up. So Mm -hmm. basically knowing, not falling into the sale, right?
1: Not falling into the sale. So a $50 car is not a great deal if you didn't have money for a $50 car. So yes, it don't matter if the car used to be $25,000 and now it's 50 bucks. Mm. So you gotta have it. If you didn't plan to purchase that car, you're spending 50 more dollars than you should.
0: Yeah, and you can't afford it. Yeah. that is so true. So we've talked about the three like, I guess reasons why people rec- recklessly spend. Now what do you feel like because I'm sure my, my listeners are like, oh my God, that's me, that's me, that's me. but like how can we address that? Like what are the three maybe actionable things that you think we can do to address recklessly spending?
1: So when it comes to poor money habits, I think one of the first thing that you need to know is know your needs. Because I think poor money habits happens because there is no um, digging down into, okay, what are my needs? How do I survive in life? Mm -hmm. Um, Do I need housing? Do I need shelter? Do I need food? If you know those things, then maybe buying a Louis Vuitton bag at five hundred or a thousand dollars as you would have is not <laughs> twelve hundred really. The so- same price as your suit. <laughs> Don't judge me. <laughs> oh, okay, all right, I understand. Too. You got that. But baby, buying a twelve hundred dollar Louis Vuitton bag is not the best idea. Versus if you compare it to, okay, do I have a place to sleep tonight?
0: How do you determine? I think for me, sometimes when you first come out of college, your wants and your needs get very blurred. I need a Louis Vuitton bag. Okay. <laughs> I mean, well, I don't, well, I don't so, really need it, so but like, then, how do you, what are your tips for like deciphering? What is a need versus a want?
1: Well, let's put it this way. Let's start with what do I need to live till tomorrow?
0: If I don't have a Louis Vuitton bag, I will not make it to Saturday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm and, just that's, and that's
1: okay. And that's, uh, but initially, that's an excellent point mm-hmm. because that's what happens when we conflate our needs yes. with our wants. Is so when you start to just like really center down, if I lived in a place that was off the grid, mm. where nobody would see me,
0: mm. where nobody
1: would know
0: would see my louis vuitton bag
1: nobody would see your louis vuitton bag <laughs> what do i need
0: mm, wow if that's a really <laughs> so i don't like it, it i don't like it because
1: <laughs> all of a sudden like all of a sudden do you really want that louis vuitton bag if all your friends are
0: not gonna see mm, it i don't like your tone <laughs> <laughs> i don't really like your tone right
1: now <laughs> so but it, it really boils down to that yeah, then all wow. of a sudden you're gonna be like oh I need a place to sleep tonight.
0: Mm, that's I really good. I need some food.
1: Frost. I need some clothes. Yeah. Now, do I need the Louis Vuitton velour sweatsuit? Maybe not.
0: Yeah, no. Definitely no. Not if nobody I, can see me if I can't yeah, stut. <laughs> if, if nobody's going to see me, what do I need? Yeah. And when you break it down that to the so... basic stuff. That was gold, Franz. Yeah. That, because, like, I think. Even when it comes to cars, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think it is so easy to get caught up with this, mm-hmm. not knowing wants versus needs when it comes to cars. I feel like I need heated seats, oh. right? Okay. I feel like I need the chrome, um, what are they called? Spoilers? Is that what they're called on the um, side? Rims? Rims. They're not spoilers?
1: <laughs> no, they're not spoilers. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're spoiling okay. this thing by saying spoilers.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, but, you know, like, so... And I think that that's (laughs) what you just said. Like, what do you need, even when it comes to that? Like, if nobody's looking at you, nobody's watching. If the whole world was blind, right? Like, what do you need in that car? And I think a lot of times we can get caught up in wanting the Mercedes with the bling bling or whatever. And it's like, can you afford that, number one? And what do you really need? So, number one, it sounds like, is knowing your needs, which um, I'm offended. (laughs) Um, What else? (laughs) Well...
1: I think also when it comes to poor spinning habits, you need to recognize it's it's almost like you're an alcoholic an- anonymous. Um, you need to understand your flaws at the beginning. Your limits. Yeah. yeah. You need to understand what is it that I'm doing that's um, how am I flawed? Okay. And it's okay. We're all flawed. So don't look at it as like, oh, he's judging me. No, we're all flawed. I'm flawed. You're flawed so so
0: like your triggers
1: so let's figure out um the first thing with regards to you knowing your needs is what is it that i need in terms of creating a budget creating the basic necessities and then whatever is left over what do i do with what's left
0: over okay okay is this so is this the budgeting piece
1: no, no, it okay. doesn't have have to be the budgeting. Let's not get into budgeting yet. Because I think the minute people start hearing budgeting, you okay. know, butt cheeks get squeezed. <laughs> <laughs> like, <"Ugh." laughs> you can see that all the way over there. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to use those words. Because okay. The idea is, okay, let me deal with my basics yeah. first before I go to the next level.
0: Okay, so knowing your needs and then something you said to me earlier is like knowing your limits and knowing how you are triggered. Like, are you an emotional spender? Are you able to walk in a mall and not buy anything? Are you moved by the sales? You know, do you need to leave your credit card in the car and just bring in cash? Like, I think... Knowing your triggers is also really important um, because a lot of people don't even realize that they're emotional spenders or that, um, you know, if I didn't pre-plan my meal prep for the week, then I'm just going to buy, you know, three meals a day because I didn't plan that out. So knowing where you are most most susceptible to overspend um, and to not take stock of what dollars you're actually making and how much you can actually spend. Like if you're seeing a bunch of people on Instagram stunt and going on vacation up now, that means I want to go on vacation. So now I'm putting, you know, three three, sorry, $3,000 trip on a credit card. So I think also like knowing your triggers and your limits is also really important.
1: I I think in a way, both of those things that you just um, touched upon falls into the buckets of keeping up with the Joneses and bargain shopping. Yeah. So that's an excellent thing to do when it comes to going into a store, leaving your credit card in the car in the first place, so that you don't overspend because you think you had this bargain. Yeah. Um, and, and then the idea of being with, um, you you see this Instagram vacation, so then all of a sudden I must you go feel, I, I need <laughs> to do it too. Yeah. So that's keeping up with the Joneses.
0: I think also one tip that's been helpful for me is unlinking my credit card. So I cut up my credit card as of January um, just because I was spending it on dumb stuff that I had the money to, you know, to do stuff with. But I was just spending it like for no reason. Sometimes I didn't have the money. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but, But I think that unlinking your credit cards to your Amazon account, your PayPal, anything that you know makes it easy for you to just click and spend without thinking about how much is coming out. I think is also another practical tip there. Like take it off, only use cash, keep your card just in case for emergencies. Um, I know like right now I, I cut up my credit card. I still have the number just in case I need to put it in anything, but it's not linked to my accounts. And the one credit card that I have for emergencies is the one that, you know, you and that I'm on with you. So I know I'm not going to go spend a thousand dollars for a Louis Vuitton bag on that credit card because one, you can see it and you're going to shame me <laughs> for having it. Um, and two, I mean, I just need a card for emergencies only. So I'm really trying to move away from using taking out a loan for everyday things. And I really want people to think of it as a loan. Every time you swipe it to go to Victoria's Secret or to go to Walgreens or to whatever, you're taking out a loan that you're going to have to pay back. And it doesn't make sense to spend what you don't have.
1: I think one of the things that you need to be mindful of is the way that credit card companies market to people. Mm. They market to people by way of calling it, oh, you're going to earn points. Oh, Oh, you're going to earn cash back. (laughs) <laughs> and
0: and all of that, all of that, when you think about it, it's so stupid. It's, but you're like, so I have good. to, I have to spend five thousand dollars in the first month because I'll get five points. <laughs> I'm gonna get some
1: points. And the idea is that the credit card company recognize how alluring. It's mm-hmm. almost like drugs. I'm gonna give you the first f- sample for free. Mm. That's what it's like. It's it's th- because the idea <clears throat> is that they recognize that credit is so addictive. It is that eventually you will trip up even if you start off by paying off your credit card each month Mm -hmm. diligently like you should yeah ultimately you're going to come into something down the road where you're hemmed up yeah and you're going to fall prey to a balance that is sitting there Mm. and that when they know they
0: got you it's like running on a treadmill and they like increasing the speed and you're just jogging and then you're like eventually you're gonna fall bro.
1: exactly because the thing is that they recognize so i remember when i was in 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 my 20s my late 20s when i started to finally be more responsible with credit and i used to find think oh man i'm so proud of myself because Mm -hmm. they raised my limit Mm -hmm. from fifteen hundred dollars to three thousand dollars what happened is, it's that treadmill that you were saying. They recognized that at
0: $1,500, I was
1: not tripping. Yep. And let's see what happens if I Turn ramp the speed it up.
0: That, wow. Let's do $3,000. Pat on my back. And then all of a
1: sudden, <laughs> next thing you know, eventually you get a you get caught up. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness. I, I got $3,000. Well, yeah,
0: three. But I'm thinking further yeah. down the line as you keep going. And you're like, yeah. oh, I can just put. You know, this amount of this ridiculous amount of money on my credit card.
1: And next thing you know, eventually, because you still have this imbalance in you in terms of insecurity, you start buying stuff because you think, oh, I really need to get this thousand dollar TV. Mm -hmm. Or if you have a significant other, oh, they would really love this two thousand dollar TV or whatever it is, thinking that you're blessing them. But in reality,
0: you're, You're hurting yourself. you take- mm. oh. <laughs> That was really good. I feel like we can mic drop there. But I do want to touch on budgeting really quick because I... And I know this is a larger topic. And of course, I'm going to have you back because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of finance questions. And we didn't even talk about like so many things. Um, but I think with knowing your budget. So at the beginning of this year, I got so serious. Like I... And I'll, you know, just... <laughs> be honest about my mistakes i realized that in three months i had spent ten thousand dollars on my credit like in my credit all my credit card i swiped it and my balance was ten thousand dollars now granted i was moving so you know <laughs> i had some of those expenses but i literally was sitting there and i paid it off like i one thing i will say i'm diligent and not carrying a balance each month um but i remember looking at that and i'm like i could have had ten thousand dollars sitting in my Savings account right now, but because of small decisions um, to swipe my card for, you know, oh, I don't feel like cooking, so I'm going to have dinner out like six times a week. And then that turns into two weeks, three weeks. And I looked at that and I'm like, I cannot believe that I just swiped that much money. And that could have been in my savings account. So I got really serious about one, I cut up my credit card and paid all that down. And I really bucketed started to bucket my money because I was listening to a Dave Ramsey podcast actually it was Rachel Cruz um, and she said this quote that I loved she said a budget is permission to spend and I love that because I think like you said earlier when people hear budget their butt cheeks start to clench and they're like oh my gosh that's restricting my money but really what it is is giving yourself buckets that you can spend to say all right you can spend a hundred dollars on clothes this month You can spend $100 on hair. You can spend $100 on going out to eat. You create whatever bucket you want, right? But you have to live within those means of that bucket. So I've been super diligent with that with the past month of like, and it is freeing. You like are like, I, I don't have to worry about like, well, how much can I spend here? Or can I go to the mall and buy this dress? Hey, is it in my budget? Cool, then we're good. If not, I'll save for it for next month. So I have been on this journey of trying to do better with my budgeting, but I'm really curious to know like the buckets that you have, um, the buckets that you recommend and any just budgeting tips in general.
1: Okay. Well, I think one of the first and foremost things when it comes to buckets is the ident- identifying, why do I spend money? What is money for? And mm, the, way, <laughs> the way that I look at money, um, I look at money as, okay, yes, I use money to sp- I, I i get money and I spend it. Um, I get money and I save it. I get money and I help others with it.
0: So spend, so, save, give.
1: Yes. So those are the those are my three buckets. Either I'm spending, or either I'm saving, or either I'm giving.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and whatever category of giving it is, whether it's tithes, whether it's helping up that helping out that uncle or helping charities or or giving gifts to cousins nephews nieces whatever nieces mm, (laughs) you've been blessed (laughs) with some timing um but and, and then of course it's saving the idea of saving money because you cannot use every dollar that you have for today yeah because it is the 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 epitome of hubris. It is the epitome of vanity mm. to think that what I have today mm-hmm. will, will be. always be
0: there. Yeah. I definitely think saving can be a whole nother podcast. Honestly, <laughs> I feel like we can spend a whole nother forty minutes talking about saving. Um but with budgeting specifically. So you have your three larger buckets. Yeah,
1: so that's that's what I do with money. So before okay. I even get into the budgeting idea I want to make sure that your listeners understand the idea of why do we have money Mm
0: -hmm. to spend it, to save it and to give to others. Okay,
1: And not necessarily in that order. But yeah, whatever order that is. But those are the things. So now let's talk about spending money. So spending and saving and even um, giving to others. First and foremost, um, the way that I deal with my money, I write off the top. I take out my tithes. I take out whatever charitable Your amount. niece tax? I take out whatever <laughs> charitable amount that I'm gonna give. You rolled his eyes. <laughs> so I I I I take out my tithe. That's the very first thing. Every dollar that comes in, I know 10% goes to somebody else. Mm. The next thing I do is I put my money away. I save some money. So I try to think that okay, if I'm if I'm shelling out ten percent of my money, at a minimum I need to save at least ten percent of my money for
0: myself. Are at we a talking, minimum. Are we talking retirement or are we talking saving whatever that category is. Okay. I only ask that because I think there so what you've taught me about and I think saving for retirement can be again be a whole nother podcast. Mm-hmm. But you've taught me that there's the saving for retirement and saving for your next goal. So yeah. The money that I'm putting away for when I'm 65 is not the same money that I'm putting away right now to buy a house in five years, right?
1: Absolutely. So I want to keep the the topics broad okay, because fine. we could dig deep yeah. and go into what are the different. I just didn't want I didn't want
0: listeners to hear. Oh, he said 10, percent so that's all I need to be saving for retirement, or no. that's all I need to be saving for uh, emergency fund or whatever. Like I want to are- just double click that these could be there's buckets within these buckets basically
1: these are the minimums in my in my opinion got it at a minimum you need to give 10% at a minimum you need to save you need to save 10% these are minimums i i i think that's that not much, how much you have me saving i am so. much <laughs> when when life when life presents itself you start to realize maybe that 10% isn't enough yeah but ultimately the rest of that money is end up getting spent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the idea is that should I be spending 80% of my income? And the thing is that most of us are spending all of it mm-hmm.
0: on ourselves. Right. We're not saving anything. Because or we're anything. not budgeting.
1: Yeah. Um, but and we once, don't do it intentionally. It's yeah. just
0: like you're swiping, swiping, swiping. Yeah, and then yeah. you're like, and, oh, wow. next thing you know. Not Negative all, balance. <laughs> it's not even that we're
1: spending. It's not even. Think about it. If you were to just do that model of 10, 10, 80, that's a lot of money that's going to you. But most of us are spending 105, 110, mm-hmm. 125% of our, of our money. Without realizing Because it. credit cards have created that ability for us to spend more than we make. And we yep. think of the credit card as free money. Oh yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> for your money i got an extra seven thousand dollars yeah
1: that because that's what my credit card balance is telling me i have yeah but ideally if you finally get to the place of harmony with your dollars
0: you mm, will be like able
1: that. to get to where hopefully you'll be able to do a third a third and a third mm. okay because
0: spend a third th- give a third what was the last one
1: <laughs> spend a third give a third save a okay, third. okay <laughs> okay thanks in har- that would be the best harmonious uh, opportunity it's very difficult to do that if you're making twenty thousand dollars a year mm-hmm. it is difficult to do that so the idea is that you need to also invest in yourself
0: okay so, so we're starting at minimums ten percent save yeah. Sorry, 10% give, 10% save. Yeah. And then with the 80%, how do we budget that?
1: So with the 80%, we need to identify what are our needs and what are the things that are quote unquote wants, you would say. So starting with needs, for you need to have a house, Mm -hmm. you need to have clothing.
0: And by house, he just means
1: housing. You don't housing, need to buy housing, a house. Housing, housing. I apologize. <clears throat> so right, because they're gonna yeah. be stressed like You yeah, oh, yeah, I, I need ha- a house. You need to have a place to lay your head. Okay. Um. So housing, and with that, with that housing, um, you should not be spending more than thirty percent of your income. The money that you that it falls into your checking account, not how much. Your salary says on a piece of paper, Mm -hmm. but the actual money received that is brought in, you want to spend no more than 30%. Okay, Um,
0: so you should budget 30%.
1: Ideally, you want to be at 20%, 25%, or even less, Mm -hmm. especially if you're saving for a house down the road. An (laughs) actual house. An actual house.
0: 30% max for housing. Yeah,
1: so you want to spend 30% of housing, and that includes utilities. Mm. Okay. That
0: is important because a lot of people just think about their rent when they sign up for these applications and they're like, oh, I can cover that in rent. But they don't think about how much an electric bill can cause if yeah. you have electric heat or electric, um, electric cooking. Right. Yeah. Electric yeah. Range. OK. Yeah. <laughs> Any of that stuff. And they don't think about that. So I think that's a really good point. Yeah. So 30 percent for housing. Yeah. And then a,
1: and then you might need money for transportation, whether it's purchasing a car.
0: Okay.
1: Or whether it's um, for bus card or train tickets or whatever else you get, whatever way you get to and from work.
0: So housing, transportation. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I'm assuming food isn't there. And then, yeah, of course,
1: food and clothing are, are, are part of it. And the idea is that, and I know the idea, I know what Brianna's. Idea of clothes are, but clothing should be something where eventually you get yourself to a comfortable place with your clothing, and then on a yearly basis, you don't listen to him, guys. He's a guy, a, he's a guy. Don't a year, listen to him <laughs> on a yearly basis. You allocate a certain amount of dollars. To add pieces to your collection.
0: We go back and forth on this wardrobe thing often. Yes. Um, so <laughs> we will agree to disagree <laughs> on that one. To, but,
1: but, but but no, it doesn't matter. I'm not giving you a budget. No, no, no. I'm not no, giving you a percentage. But the
0: idea of getting your wardrobe solid and then yeah. just re- like you, just like update a piece here and there. Up- I feel like I've been trying that for the past couple of years. Haven't been successful. <laughs> so we'll just agree to disagree on the way to do that. But definitely okay. have a clothing Budget, I yes. think, is important. Yeah,
1: having a clothing budget is important. And,
0: and then finally, having
1: a you need to groom whether
0: it, <laughs> I Sound like a dog. Whether
1: whether it, whether you you're going to, Buy to your you going to the barber shop. You're going to the salon shop. You're going to the beauty mm-hmm. parlor. Whatever it is that you're doing you need to just have your basic what 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 people call self-care
0: yeah okay I like that better than grooming so
1: (laughs) (laughs) you're thinking about Lincoln yes I'm thinking about my
0: dog I do have a grooming budget but it's for Lincoln Mm -hmm. um but no so I love that and I think it's so again I think we need to change our mindset around budgeting and stop thinking of it as a restriction. Whatever bucket you need to create, I have a travel bucket. So I'm often putting money aside each month for whatever my next trip is. I might not even have that trip planned yet, but I'm putting money aside because traveling is important to me and I don't want to put traveling on a credit card. I have uh, a bucket for um, giving gifts to others. So this is aside from my tides. It's like, I literally have an account that I put money in for, like, friends' birthdays, for holidays, um, mentees, whatever. This is new.
1: I'm just letting you know, after this drops... You're gonna get a lot of people hitting you up.
0: <laughs> what? This is a new. This is a new account, guys. I just put this in place. So if you haven't got your birthday gift in the past year, it's because this account was not in place. Shoot. I'm doing better. Just...
1: I'm gonna be looking at you all kinds of side eye, like, yo, you gave me a tie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, disregard. Um, <laughs> but no. So whatever your buckets are. Just create the buckets, give yourself a number. And I would recommend like, if you do use your credit card, look at your past credit card statements, your spending statements, so you come up with a realistic budget and just stick to those buckets. You should be looking at your money. I have started to look at my money every week. And I mean like just sitting down, where did I spend X, Y, and Z? And you have to be a lot more handholdy with yourself in the beginning. Hopefully you get to a point where you're an autopilot, but in the beginning, when you don't have good habits, And you're trying to create better habits you have to look at your money often so i do money mondays where i'll just have a glass of wine i'll sit down i'll do my budget i'll say okay what bills are paid where do i have extra money I also have a planner where in my planner, I write in green the activities that may cost me money. So if I'm like, oh, I'm hanging out with a friend, I will write that in green because that means that there are some dollars that are going to come out of that. And I will give myself a budget ahead of time for that because I do not trust myself to show up to that event and not want diamonds for breakfast.
1: So quick question on your um, money Mondays Mm -hmm. and you're drinking that glass of wine. Where does the wine go in that bucket?
0: Likely it's your wine It's wine that I got from your house
1: Oh, there's also a mooching bucket Oh
0: yeah, I mean there's no bucket for that I just pull up I go shopping at my aunt and uncle's house Literally for toilet paper, for fruits It's like my grocery you know, store.
1: <laughs> This week we felt like Costco We had her sitting there Don't listen to him We had her sitting there in the driveway Like yo, only one, one at a time One at a time <laughs>
0: Don't listen to them. I bring so much to their lives, and they also give so much to mine Mm, as
1: well. I've I've started giving her, like, clear plastic bags. (laughs) Like she worked at somebody's Macy's. Like, yo, I need to see exactly what you're bringing (laughs) in
0: here. Ignore them. They love me. (laughs) Well, Ron, I think... We have covered a lot, and I'm so grateful that like my listeners just get to hear a little bit of your thoughts about money, and hopefully um, those of you that are listening feel like you're taking away some good stuff. I really feel like he's gathered us in some of these areas, so if you need to pause it, take some time to reflect, listen to this again, feel free. I will definitely have him on in the future, because there's just so much that we can talk about. Um, I'll have him on to break down many, many things, but feel free if you have questions on stocks, retirement, whatever, like... We can, like, he's my uncle, he's here, so we can ask him whatever. Um, But before I close, Franz, any, like, last parting pieces of advice? um, Anything that you wish you could tell your 20-year-old self? Any compliments for your favorite niece? um, Um,
1: Before I go, I just want to make sure, where's the green room and where do I get the swag?
0: (laughs) Whatever, we are sitting in your daughter's room (laughs) trying to keep all the kids out the room while we are recording this. There is no swag. Um... But seriously, anything or no?
1: No, I think at the end of the day, I just want people to feel like it's attainable. Mm. That's it. Believe like you, in yourself. You really can. You can do this. Just little
0: steps. I believe I can budget.
1: <laughs> Get rid of the Starbucks card.
0: Mm. <laughs> I don't even like Starbucks, but thank you so much, Franz. It's been a pleasure having you. you. Um, And, yeah, I look forward to more of these episodes. Don't forget to comment, subscribe. Feel free to email me if you have any questions that you want me to ask France, any finance questions that we didn't get to. Um, Don't forget to rate this podcast and follow the podcast on Instagram at Podcast. And you can also follow me personally at Brianna Cassell because I'm hilarious. (laughs) All right. Bye, guys.